this episode of the Jamer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Thursday, June 30th at Program in Fullerton, California. Shackled, Law of Power, and Major Pain. This is the second show that I've ever booked. So please come out, support Shackled. They're touring through the United States. Shout out to Doubt Surrounds All in the USA. You have Law of Power coming all the way down from L.A. It's their first time playing in Orange County. I'm very stoked to be able to welcome them with open arms. Also, shout out to the locals, Major Pain. They always have my back. So support all three bands. Come out and have a good time. It's going to be an awesome Thursday night. But also, if you're not in Fullerton, if you're somewhere else in the United States, Shackled will be hitting a town near you so please support them on their summer tour they're doing awesome stuff and i'm happy to see them getting out there also warn they will be hitting the road as well they're coming to la in july so please keep an eye out for warn as well you can also head over to the from within records big cartel and go pick up a second pressing of the human work lp which is awesome shout out to Warren for getting a second pressing of that. Shout out to everyone who bought the first pressing and sold that shit out. It's fucking awesome. Also, Statement of Pride. Summer 2022 promo. Please go stream that shit if you haven't yet. It's super awesome. Also, Carbonite, new song Like a Sickness. EP will be coming very, very soon. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter. Go boot up your Instagram, click that follow button and stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Also, if you're looking for high quality merch, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. They do amazing quality prints. They've done all my collab shirts. They will do all my feature collab shirts. They've printed for a lot of your favorite bands. So please go follow them on Instagram. At Good Fortune Printing, you can get in contact with them through DM or you can email them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend James Carroll, legend of the St. Louis hardcore scene, now resides in Ohio. I was very happy to be able to catch up with James. I definitely respect him a lot. He's doing a lot for hardcore. Uh, he did a lot for the St. Louis scene, and it was awesome to see him move to a completely new area and still be just as active, uh, filling in for bands, booking shows right away. So to see him just dive right back in, even though he's in a brand new scene, it definitely shows that he still has that love and passion. He's doing a lot of artwork. So if you need uh, a flyer, a layout, a t-shirt design, whatever, go hit up James Carroll. He, he does awesome stuff. Uh, but like I said, it was a pleasure for me to be able to sit down with James again. I love speaking with him. He's funny. He's awesome. So for anyone who's listening, I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So please strap in, get ready. And without further ado, welcome James Carroll to the show.
live. Welcome back to the podcast, James. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. It's early for both of us, but I'm happy to be able to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, for, I, I've been up for a while. I've been up since probably seven, but it's seven where you live. So I mean, we're in the same boat, kind of. It's a time difference. It's you know, science. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, but man, it, it, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Uh, you, yeah. you know, moved to Cleveland, and I'm, I'm just curious, how have you acclimated? You know, since the last time we talked, dude, it's so sick here. Like, it's it's the best. Uh, we're coming up on a year. I think when I last talked, I think when me and Drew were both last on here together, uh, I had maybe lived here for two, three months tops at that point. Uh, yeah, we're coming up in a year and it's been great. It's the best thing that we've done like as a family. It's, it's Cleveland rules. Everyone here is super nice. There's tons to do. Like I've been to St. Louis once, I think, since we moved. Mm-hmm. And I was there for maybe 18 hours. And then I haven't been back since. I'm going again in July to hang out with Drew and Joel for a couple of days. But I, I it, this, is, this is home now pretty much. Okay. And as far as, uh, you know, music goes, I, I know you were, you know, pretty like, you know, uh, into it. Like you were like getting involved right away. I, I know you like helped book some shows. You were, you know, filling in for some bands. Uh, how, how was uh, like all that, you know, getting acclimated to the hardcore scene? Yeah. Uh, so I kind of was filling in flash was in last gas for a little bit when I first moved here. Um, and then the stuff with having pressure started winding down. So it's kind of like, I, I don't really think I want to do a band anytime soon, or at least for a little while. So I stopped playing with those guys. And like, I started booking some shows. Um, and then th- there's just so many people that book shows here um, that have been doing it for so long that it was kind of just like, I don't really need to do this. Other people are doing it. They're doing it really, really well. Uh, so there's no need for me to do it. I, if I can facilitate a show happening, like someone reaches out, and I can get them, you know, to the right person, then yeah, I do that. But I just kind of hang out now. I did, uh, I played a show with Slug. I filled in for them once, uh, in January and haven't played a show since really. I've gone to a couple shows here and there, but yeah, for the most part, I've just been kind of hanging out. Uh, like I said, a lot of people kind of carry the legwork of, of the scene here. So I, I just don't feel like I have to. It's, it's different because in St. Louis, nobody else, when I was living there, was really booking a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of one of those things where I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Then. And then I moved here and that's not the case. So I'm just kind of like, fuck it. I'm not going to interject myself where I'm not needed. So yeah, it's been pretty chill, relaxed. The shows here are great. Spy was here with Gel uh, and MS Paint, I think a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. There's like a few hundred people here. It was insane. That's so, yeah, the shows here are awesome. Everyone's really nice and welcoming. It's definitely uh, a younger scene than what like I'm used to with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, I think, like the median age of people that go to the shows is probably, I don't know, probably mid to late 20s. Uh, here, it's a lot of early 20s, a lot of younger kids that are like a couple of years out of college and stuff like that. So I think it's a different environment altogether. Plus, like the older people that live here, like dudes that have been going to shows for since the 90s and stuff, are really chill. There's not like this weird like old guy i know more than you type thing. I mean, at least that i don't see i don't know maybe there is i just don't see it but from from the older guys that i've met that have lived here a long time they all seem really chill mm-hmm. damn good too. 
I would love to pick their brains to, for someone to have been around since the nineties. That's like, you know, before my time. So I, I always get curious yeah. when I meet people like that who are still such like a prolific city too. Like Cleveland mm -hmm. has a sound and like had a big presence in sound during that time period too. So for all of them to still be like pretty actively involved and like going to shows. I think, uh, the singer of that band live it down. That's from here. Uh, he, he books shows every so often now too. Uh, he's super nice. I met him, uh, in person, like a couple weeks back at some show. Plus that band's just really good. I love that. That's my favorite Cleveland band. I think right now. Yeah, I honestly think that's a lot of people's favorite Cleveland band. I know they're yeah. getting, they're definitely getting a lot of love from a bunch of people that I know from across the country. So I'm, uh, yeah, know, yeah, very happy for them, and I'm dying to see them because I, I think that band's pretty awesome. I had, dude, it's cool. It's really, it's really good live. Like, it's, I have this weird thing with just seeing bands with like dudes that are older than me for the longest time back home. It was just always kind of, you know, kind of underwhelming. It seemed like this. There's just like a certain vibe around it, and I don't feel that with those guys. I mean, the few interactions I've had with them, I'm not, you know, I'm not like fucking having barbecues with them on weekends. But like the few interactions I've had, they all seem really nice. Uh, the music's good, and they're getting like cool attention. That's all. I mean, that's only good for for Cleveland as a whole. Yeah, hundred percent. I I definitely agree. I uh, you know hope that they definitely inspire uh, some of the youth in your area to to start bands or just to do something to, you know, to keep putting in work, to keep that scene alive. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many younger, like slug, uh, from here starting to branch out more, which is awesome. That band is definitely like a, for the younger crowd band. Like they get such a cool reaction from like younger kids that live here. And like, it, it seems like a big, like eclectic group of, it's not just like, you know, it, it's, it's a large, they cast a pretty decent sized net and, and get a lot of younger people on the shows. that I think maybe not would have, comes with things otherwise but i think that's just they have that kind of mentality their singer andrew's very involved he films a lot of shows here he's just he was super welcoming and really nice when i first met him here too so i think that just overall vibe in cleveland just kind of just like yeah sure come on in it'll be cool mm -hmm. and I, I think it's, it's really exciting. i don't know it's just living in st louis for so long i was starting to just not give a shit anymore it was just like really draining with dealing with you know like low turnout and like dealing with like egos and like the all that shit that like people tell you is going to happen. And you're just like, Oh no, it won't happen here. It does. I mean, it does sometimes it, it definitely did for me. And I was just like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And then COVID hit and it was kind of like, Oh fuck, this is kind of cool. Like not having to do any of this stuff anymore. And then, you know, we moved. So I think there was like a, a solid time period. I was just like, man, hardcore kind of sucks for me personally. And then we moved and it kind of, kind of did away with that like i i go to shows i mean as often as i can like i've got my kids and stuff like that, so i i try to go fairly often but i think this is just the, the change in my attitude has been just from here. over the last year it's just it's exciting to live somewhere that's like vibrant as people that are like actively trying to make you know things cooler for other people and not just one guy fucking struggling <laughs> to try to get 50 people to the door yeah, I don't know how you put up with it for so long because I more recently booked my first show and I was mm -hmm. so nervous for how the turnout was going to be because I don't want the bands to have a bad time and I don't want it to just be embarrassing for myself because I was promoting it and if it would turn out to be, you know, something that nobody showed up to, I, I would have just felt really embarrassed for for everybody. 
but yeah. but i got lucky uh and a, a lot of kids definitely supported the show that i booked so shout out to everyone who rolled out to the uh, higher power last raw show uh, it, it was an awesome turnout so I, I felt like i got lucky and i'm like okay cool that that was like lightning in a bottle because it was my first time yeah. <laughs> first time ever doing it um and uh, you know obviously higher power is really popular uh, it was last draw's first time to the west coast so it was just kind of um, you know just like not really sure what was going on because also at that same time uh, there was a lot of bands uh, you know, touring uh, in the area, like like bigger bands. So I, we just weren't really sure what the turnout was going to be like. And right, uh, yeah, it's always just like a dice roll for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I definitely had shows that did really well, and then I definitely had shows that had six people that paid. So it's just one of those things where, as long as you, I feel like if you try as hard as you can to at least you know promote the show as well as you can, then I mean, it sucks, but you can't be like totally mad at yourself. If you, you know, threw something together and did a half-assed job of telling people about it, then, like, yeah, you should feel bad about it. And maybe, like, do better next time. But, I mean, that's great that your first one was, oh, I mean, higher power and, and last straw, that's, I mean, that's a solid bill. And plus, like, I mean, get your foot in the door with it, too. If you get to do something cool like that on, like, a decent like a decent bill, something that, like, you know some people will at least come out to, then, like, that's just good for confidence. Just keep doing it until you get that show to those six people. And then you're just like, oh, well, fuck it. It'll happen. It's definitely going, it, it happens to everyone multiple mm-hmm. times. So, I mean, it's just one of those things you can't let it get to you. And I mean, I, I feel like in your area too, there's just like, you know, there's a, a decent scene for that. And there's always going to be competing shows, I think too. So I think you just, it's one of those things. I think that would be scarier, honestly, <laughs> if there's like so many competing shows in such a saturated area. But yeah, you know, California is a weird spot too. I feel like because Anaheim is close to san diego kind of but it's also like a pain in the ass to get there mm-hmm. like because we went we went down to san diego and it took an hour hour and a half to get down there maybe and then on the way home we got fucking caught traffic and it took like three hours to get back to the hotel mm-hmm. so it's like okay i can see why this would be annoying so even like those two two and a half hour drives for someone in the midwest like it, it just seems like oh that's fucking nothing. we'll do that easily but then in california it's just like yo two two and a half hours can turn into like six very quickly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it just depends because uh, people out here just don't know how to drive. If there's like accidents, it can it, it can be a, a pretty bad drive. Yeah, just especially if you're going on like a weekend, you're you're gonna want to plan to leave like way earlier than you probably should, just to avoid yeah. like you know any mishaps. Because if you get yeah, if you get caught in traffic, your like one and a half hour drive could easily turn into three or four. Yeah, that's definitely what happened to us. I'm just like uh, the, the whole geography of California. is confusing to me because there's just so many like when we were supposed to do that that tour with discourage matt was telling me all these places I'm kind of so I was like i trust you we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. and i'm still sad that that never happened <laughs> dude have you talked to blake in the last three to four weeks no i haven't talked to him probably like, almost like a month i oh, mean that's so sick for you uh we were gonna we were gonna play a show uh, we were gonna, so I've been doing all this, uh, like art and stuff for, for the new, like, version of Promcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, so like, I talk to Aaron pretty often and we'll, like, go back and forth on design work and stuff. And, um, I told him, I was like, hey, I don't want to take money for this. It's for charity, blah, blah, blah. And he offered to fly me out for it. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll come hang out for the weekend because Dave's other band, Squint, is playing mm-hmm. and, uh, Joel's band, who was like our merch dude for the whole time, his band Split is playing. 
So Drew was probably just going to go anyway. I was just like, well, I'll be there. Dave will be there. I was like, why don't we, you know, fuck it. Let's just play. Let's play a couple. Because Aaron asked, he's like, do you guys want to play? Like, do you want to play bounce? Do you want to play a secret set? Like, what do you guys want to do? So we all talked about it. And we're just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's play a secret set. We'll just, uh, we'll, we'll redo like eight songs. We'll fly in like the day before, try to get together. If not, whatever, we'll figure it out. Uh, we were all ready to go, had a set list picked out, and then, like, out of nowhere, Blake just said he didn't want to do it anymore. He was like, I don't want to do it. It'll it'll feel like uh, it cheapens the last shows or something like that. So, yeah, we decided not to do it. Wow. I honestly didn't think um, he would be the holdup. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if anybody would have been the holdup, it would have been me or, or Travis, our drummer, because we were the ones that were kind of just like, yeah, I think the band's fucking cash. Like, let's, let's call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Travis at first was just like, nah, I don't really, I don't really feel like doing it. And then we got offered to do Europe, like, I don't know, a couple months ago. And that was around the time that I was just like, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't want to hang out with Drew, fuck Drew. And then, um, I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't think it'd be fun or smart or cool or anything like that. So we decided not to. Yeah. And then Blake just said, fuck it. You don't want to do it anymore. So that was that. That was the whole conversation. <laughs> That's crazy. I talked to each member individually because I talked to Drew about it and I talked to uh, Blake about it and they were both just like, yeah, of course, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then I was just like, all right, cool. Dave will definitely be in. I was like, Travis will have to talk to. And then we all kind of talked about it because we still, we still talk to each other kind of often. Like we still have our band chat and it gets something gets brought here every couple of weeks, maybe. So we all talked about it and we we're just like, yeah, it's a good idea. Has everything good? Everything's good to go. I start practicing the songs again. And then, yeah, like, texted me off to the side one day. It was just kind of like, is this a good idea? Like, dude, is this going to cheapen the, the last two shows that we did? Is it too soon? Or all this other shit? And I was just like, I don't, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can do it or we don't. I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I guess we're not doing it. That's right. I remember when we, t- when we first started doing it, he texted me. He's like, can I, can I text Jamie and tell him? I was like, no, because I don't believe that this is going to happen mm-hmm. until we are all in fucking Oklahoma. Like, there's no, I don't, I, I don't think it would have happened regardless, even if Blake wouldn't have, have, uh, bitched out on it. But it is crazy. Well, maybe, maybe it's just not meant to be. I don't know. That's crazy. That's what I'm thinking. I, I sold on my gear when I first moved up here and like I sold some other shit so I'm just kind of like I don't really want to play in bands right now not really a thing that I care to do and I think he's like he's in Philly so he's trying to do whatever the fuck it is he does so yeah but Drew Drew was just like yeah I'll do it whenever I don't care just tell me when to be there Mm -hmm. when you got that offer uh, for Europe uh, how did that make you feel because I feel like a, a lot of bands would love to tour Europe and as far as I know it's pretty lucrative right like not a lot of bands go there and take a loss uh yeah I think so the way the deal that we got offered was we were have our flights covered um I think we would have had like our driving and stuff covered like at least our driver I'm sure we would have had to pay for gas and stuff on the shows and I think we I think he was offering like a guarantee I don't know Drew was handling this whole fucking thing which kind of made it seem fake to me anyway because <laughs> uh I, I don't know it just it, it all seemed really like too good to be true and i was just like dude i'm not going to fucking Germany for like a week to go play these fucking songs like i just want to stay here i don't i don't want to leave ohio i just want to stay in ohio mm-hmm. and uh yeah we got we were gonna do europe uh, initially we the plan in my brain was we were gonna do those dates with discourage 
and spring of 2020, and then maybe try to do Europe uh, the following summer. Because I was like, okay, we'll do California, then we'll hit the south and the southeast, and like we'll just do like kind of a big circle through the U.S., get that out of the way, and try to go to Canada, and then we'll try to go to we'll try to hit some festivals the following summer. And we got asked to play in France uh, in 2021 for July, but the fest got canceled because COVID restrictions were still kind of a little mm-hmm. wonky. So we had chances to go to Europe. We got asked to go to Europe pretty early on when we, I think we had the demo out. I don't even think Gateway City Sound was out yet. Uh, that band Bystander, which is like members of the client and dude from trial, they were going there. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would we go to Europe right now? Like we haven't even played like really outside of like the Midwest yet. Like, I, no, I don't want to do that. I, I think it's weird when bands do that. If you can fucking jump on it, go for it. I, it's just not a thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of like set our roots and, and play at home as much as we could first before we travel to the country. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I don't know what it's like. I've never been to a show, uh, you know, that far away from home. Um, but it seems like it would be cool, but it also, yeah, I guess it would be weird because I feel like you don't want to go so early on if people aren't tapped in because yeah. I, I would be super bummed if I flew, you know, to the other side of the world and played like a dead show. Yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, it, it's cool. And if fans can do it and like, and you want to do it, fuck it. Like who, who the fuck cares what I have to say about it. But yeah, just for us personally, I just didn't, it didn't work. And just like, fuck it. We're just going to play everywhere around here as much as we can and then we'll talk about it like you know make the natural progression of it. i mean things like that are different now but too man can play a handful of shows and then and then go to europe and like get on cool tours and stuff like that that's good but i didn't i didn't want to risk our first time going overseas and having that like kind of sour it for other possible time. so i just kind of wanted to wait until it was right we got offered i think one of the europe things we got offered was like some shows with better end or something like that and i was like oh that's cool yeah, I think we should just stay here and figure it out. And then we broke up, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I respect it because, yeah, like you said, you don't want because you only can make that first impression, you know, once. And if you go yeah. internationally and have a bad showing, and then you come back, people are gonna be like, "Oh, that, that's that band that came last time and sucked." So there, you're, yeah, you're right. this weird stigma with it. It would have been cool just because, like, not all, I don't, I don't think very many bands from St. Louis have at least like punk or hardcore bands have gone to Europe. I know Cardiac Arrest did like a full month in Europe. Um, so like it kind of would have been cool just for, for that, like little brain right for it. But, you know, we were, it, it had been winding down for a while anyway, uh, just kind of like behind the scenes. We were just, me and Travis both were just kind of like, yeah, man, like I will, we'll keep it going for, for as long as we can, but starting to get to a point where like, we want to hang out with our kids and like, you know, be boring and do yard work and shit like that. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm happy with everything that we got to do. I'm happy with the way it ended. So I don't really see if they wanted to do it, if they wanted to play like a show or two, then like, yeah, because that's kind of where we were ramping up. We're just like, listen, we'll play prom core. If it's cool, maybe we'll welcome like other offers to go do stuff. Or maybe we'll like, you know, hit a weekend every couple months or something just for something to do something fun to do and then, yeah it kind of speeded up hmm. i don't know if i'm supposed to be talking about any of that but i don't know yeah i don't know if anybody would feel a type of way about it it's all right they'll get over it um since 
you're now living in like a whole new area have you uh, you know, thought about maybe starting something new maybe you know doing something else in a band or are you still just kind of no, happy not with really i i kind of i sold my i have my guitar still but i sold like my head uh like a couple months ago uh i just haven't really thought i've just been doing art like full-time pretty much i was working in a venue last time i talked to you i was working for a while mm-hmm. and uh I was I was hired on as like a talent buyer. And I was just gonna be pretty much booking shows for like a living. And then there's like, hey, listen, we're going to keep you on door for a few months until we you know we get more people in, and then we'll have you move into the booking office. And then you know you'll just be booking from now. Like that's cool. And there was just like seven months passed by, and I would ask every so often, like, yo, what's the deal? Like, when is this gonna happen? Get yeah, me pushed off and pushed off. And then one day I was introduced to the new me, basically, that they had hired. And then I quit, like, that day. I was like, I'm good. I'm good on all this. And then ever since then, I've just been doing art, like, full-time. For I've done uh, some layouts and some merch. I've been working with Aaron uh, to, like, rebrand, like, the fest. Do stuff for his other... He owns a venue. Like, he co-owns a venue with some people in Tulsa and, like, working on stuff for his, like, hair salons. I've been trying to branch a little outwards of like the punk and hardcore sphere but for the most part that's that's what a lot of just design work mm-hmm. that's crazy worked on, some cool, worked on some cool stuff lately i don't think i'm allowed to talk about it yet because it's like hasn't been announced but there's some cool lps coming out from like numerality has a record coming out for uh space that is that i've been working on for the last like couple like for the last week or so that looks really cool mm-hmm. it's been fun so far they, that band's cool because they just they like a lot of weird shit as far as art so it's, it's been a lot more fun just you know the typical hey crowd shot with the art logo on the front and stuff so yeah i haven't really thought much about starting anything new music i picked up my guitar since january i picked up my guitar maybe four times i started to write a little bit I'm just like, yeah yeah, just, I don't know. You got to store those riffs somewhere just in case. I guess, man. Like I, I've thought about it a few times, but I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Honestly, you're... It, it's weird not being in a band with Drew because mm-hmm. I haven't ever been in like a band that's done anything really. I haven't played with not Drew, um, so I just don't really have like the the drive to really start anything. It's kind of like, hey, I don't want a tour. I don't think there's a big point in just playing locally. If you're going to start a band, I feel like it's, it's important to go do something. I know I'll get that fucking itch eventually, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that. I don't want to like facilitate that by starting a new project. But, oh well. And what, if you get asked to join something that's already established in your area, would you even consider that? I don't think so, honestly. I would have to buy more equipment again, and then I don't want to be the guy that holds the band back from doing something mm-hmm. by being the one that doesn't put that doesn't want to tour. That's part of the reason I didn't want to play with Last Gaps anymore. Like they, they planned to like go to Europe. They planned to do like touring and all this other stuff. And I was just kind of like, I don't want to do any of that. So yeah, I just don't really care to play anymore. Well, at least you were you know, nice enough to dip out early and instead of getting to the point where they're going to do all that and then leave. Oh, I never even like fully committed to be. <laughs> there was like this on running like little joke where. I was just like, yeah, man, I'm just filling in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just filling in until I don't want to fill in anymore. And they would always, like, Ryan, their singer would always ask, like, so are you going to, like, are you going to join now? Like, especially when Time Pressure broke up, he was like, are you, you going to join now? And I was just like, nah, I don't think so. It's like, I'm just filling in, dude. I don't care. Like, they would have, 
we'd have practice and they would like have like a band meeting type thing where they would, you know, talk about your plans and stuff. Like, what do you think? Like, I'm just still, you guys do whatever you want to do. I'm just here to play the songs that I didn't write. Mm-hmm. Damn. So I, I don't mind filling in for stuff occasionally. Like I filled in for Slug uh, when they played with no pressure. And like, that was fun because that was like a big show and there's, there's a ton of people there. I learned those songs off the weekend after for this. And I had fun playing. But I, other than that, I don't really care what to start. I know Drew's trying to start something. I know Dave's got 975 bands that he's in. I think Blake's trying to start something. And Travis, I mean, everybody else in Time of Pressure is still actively either playing or trying to start something. But I think, I think Dave, Travis, and Joel are trying to start something. It's just kind of moving a little slow. And then Dave's in Squint. Mm-hmm. He's in Still, so he's busy. And then, like, Travis is in this band called The Uppers that was just recording through record. So, like, everyone else is, is doing stuff, except for Blake. Blake's just, like, kind of hanging out. I don't know if he's working on starting something or, or what. I haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Shout out to Squint, by the way. They seem like they're getting a lot of love. You know, shout out to Yeah, that band is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really like it at first, and then I listened to it a few more times, and it, it, it finally stuck with me. I like it. Um, Dave's a really good guitar player. Dave's very good at like melodies and stuff like that. He was always the uh, driving force with like the lead parts and stuff in our songs. Uh, so I know he can write like good tunes and stuff. Like that. So I'm, I'm glad they're kind of seeming to, you know, they're playing some out of town shows pretty quickly, and like they're playing prom court mm-hmm. uh, in November or whatever that is. So it's to see him like most of it that'll be the first time most of us have been in the same room i'm going in there i'm going there in july i think i'm seeing all of them uh except for Mike, obviously. but I, I, we were supposed to practice to practice that that july week or that weekend that i was in there Look, yeah. yeah i'm curious about blake because I, I know he moved to philly with some intentions to play music we'll talk about that We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I gotta uh, you know track him down on Discord and see see what's going on. But um, but that's cool. I think he's just like hanging out. He broke edge. He's working at fucking Whole Foods. So like you know, he broke edge. The that's typical, <laughs> the, the typical Midwest. To uh, I feel bad for Philly because they get like all the shitty people from the Midwest will move there. Uh, at least like from St. Louis, so I, I always feel bad for people. They always get like the shitty parts of the oh, Hold on, I just want to go back to Blake breaking edge. That's... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he called me and like sorry texted me and told me about it or something. I can't remember. It was it was shortly after he moved, I think. Which like, who's fucking surprised on that one? <laughs> yeah, and he's probably yeah. new environment wants to fit in. I don't know. That's weird. Dude, you know why he broke edge? He's got this. He's got a fucking X on his arm. The curse that'll do it. Okay, well, I'm trying to think. Do I, yeah, I don't have an X on my arm, so I, I'll be good. Dude, he's got several. He's got at least two, maybe three uh, X's on his body. Oh, no, he's got like three X's, and then he's got like a, another X somewhere else. I think he's got like an inclination tattoo somewhere, too. So it's just like, <laughs> God <know>. damn. <laughs> we got we to gotta take that back. Um, wait, so. No, I'm going gonna, gonna to text Tyler on his fucking flip phone or send him a smoke signal or some shit. Like, listen, dude. You gotta get rid of that. You gotta take care of that. But you you, you mentioned the X on your arm, so that means your day is coming. I broke edge years ago. What? I didn't even know that. I broke. Oh yeah, I broke edge in 2016. Wow. I lived in. I moved. I just moved too. I moved to Dayton. I lived in Dayton, Ohio, for like a year and a half uh, after my second daughter was born. I broke edge within the first like 
30 days of living there. That's crazy. And I had no thought to get that covered up or you just like to have that memory. It's so fucking like annoying to get covered because it's like, it's big. Yeah. It's just like, bam, like right there. So like I could, and I've talked about it before and I'm only going to let someone who's straight edge cover it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I, I haven't gotten tattooed in so long that it's, it's it's hard to just be like, all right, cool. I'm finally get this fucking thing covered up because I know I don't even notice it anymore. Like I don't ever pay attention to it. Yeah, unless someone brings it up or like makes a joke about it. That's fair. I feel like yeah, if if you have tattoos, like it just becomes a, a you know, just it's your skin. You don't really like you know stare at it too often. It's only like, it's yeah, a constant more- reminder of I was better than everybody for like I don't know twelve, thirteen years <laughs> now. Now you're just I don't even like I don't even drink like I. I mm. I've, I've, I've drank a few times, uh, and I've like taken edibles a handful of times. So for the most part, like it's, it's just whatever. Yeah. You're not, I've known people who just gone off the deep end. They're just like turned into like, that's what I'm trying to do. I was trying to fucking smoke meth out of a light bulb or some shit like that. But oh well, okay. Maybe, uh, Blake will, you know, go down that path. for you. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's crazy. He seems happy where he, where he's living, I guess. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't talked to him that much. I don't know. I, I saw him tweeting some emo stuff the other day. I was kind of worried about it. He, I don't have Twitter. I got rid of uh, Twitter. I have like a, I have a Twitter that I use to follow basketball stuff, uh-huh. uh, but nobody, nobody knows the name and I don't follow anybody that I'm friends with and nobody follows me. Uh-huh. Uh, so like I'll check friends Twitters every so often, but like, yeah, he's private. So I can't see it. It's probably some fucking whack, sad bullshit that like, I, I don't know. I like I said, he texted me the other day and told me that Drew was getting made fun of on Twitter. Like, send me a screenshot. I was like, oh no, I forgot. But yeah, Drew, he was just said some. uh, It was really bad timing. He was. uh, What did you guys saw the his tweet right? The thing about uh, what was it? Mainstream attention on hardcore and shit like that. Yeah, but he he had to mention Turnstile, which he doesn't like Turnstile that much. That's fine. I love that record. I think that record's great. I just sold that record on Discogs for a bunch of money. So like, shouts out Turnstile. But like, also, who cares what Drew thinks about anything? Yeah, like you can. I saw that. I looked at it. I went, and then I just went about like living my life. Anybody who replied to that, fucking nerd. Yeah. Who Drew's like 35 or 30. <laughs> yeah. Drew's like 35. Who gives a shit what Drew thinks? Well, when you, I, I'm sure he got retweeted. So when he gets in front of these young people who are just like, who the hell is this random Dude, he guy? Quote tweeted and someone made fun of him for, uh, for like making TikToks or some shit like that, which like, you know, valid fucking argument. But also mm-hmm. like, who cares what Drew thinks? And Drew would say that to himself. He's just like, who, cares? who gives a fuck what I think? Yeah, like he doesn't care for that turnstile record. He's never liked turnstile, mm-hmm. so like, it's what it is. I didn't like uh, turnstile for those first two seven inches, but I liked him ever since that that first LP. So like, I get it. It's just not a thing he cares for. Which I mean, if you know him, that makes sense. It's just not the kind of shit. Like, but also, who cares about what thirty five year old English teacher who was in a lot of hardcore band thinks about hardcore? I, th- I think the worst part about that whole thing was that he went back and tried to explain what he meant by what he tweeted. And I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like, well, I don't think, I don't think he meant, uh, turnstile like specifically. Um, I think it might've had to do with like, I mean, I'm sure that was like a part of it, but maybe some of like the Limp Biscuit, uh, bringing like hardcore bands on tour type thing. and just, just like small shit like that. I don't know. I don't really give a shit either way. And mm-hmm. again, who cares what a 35 year old English teacher cares? about turnstile that record's good so who cares 
yeah, I, I, I just hope he um, uh, liked that attention because I remember, uh, and I hope he doesn't get, uh, you know, too mad that I bring this up. But I, I remember after that last Time and Pressure podcast, he was pretty down about, uh, you know, uh, fading into obscurity. He was just like, he's oh like, my god, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's fine now. He's got like a girlfriend and shit. He's very happy. I'm like ninety percent of the reason I'm flying there in July is to meet her. I'm like super happy for him. Mm-hmm. She seems fucking cool. He's just a fucking wiener. I got yelled at because of that last podcast. I got yelled at. I like pissed some people off back home. So like, it was like a whole thing for like a day or two, where I made a bunch of fucking people mad. I kept forgetting to tell you about that. What were they mad about? I'm trying to remember. Okay. Remember when we were talking about, so I think it was like, you were just basically like, all right, well, now that you guys are broken up and like you moved away, like what's, what's going to happen? Like what's, what's the state of St. Louis? Like hardcore. And I was like, oh, it's going in the fucking toilet. Apparently, apparently that's obsessing people. But guess what? I was right. <laughs> it, 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 there's been shows there, but mm-hmm. they haven't been super great. And there hasn't been a lot of them. They haven't been promoted very well. And you know what? Eat a dick. I don't care. Like, I'm just, I'm not saying it to be malicious and I'm not saying it's because I'm not living there, but I'm just saying there's definitely like, it's definitely in one of those low periods. And I mean, that's fine. That, that happens there often, but I don't know. It just, I got yelled at by it by some older guys. They were just like, well, you talk a lot of shit for someone who doesn't live here and doesn't have a band anymore. And then that dude's band broke up. So, like, I guess we're in the same fucking boat now. But well, it is what it is. Yeah. Hopefully, Squint will, uh, you know, be there to keep things going. That's, that's, so, like, I've noticed this in a lot of places. The reason we were getting a lot of shows is because we were touring a lot. That was I was booked. We were the band that was like touring a lot and we were getting a lot of exposure because we were touring. Mm -hmm. So when people wanted to play, when I look at, when I would look at tour routings, I would look at a map and be like, okay, cool. What band is from this area that we want to go to? So when you have like that name recognition, especially with a certain city, it's easier to get shows through. Nobody's touring a lot there. Uh, The dudes from direct measure are doing a little bit, but like they're not doing, they're not touring a lot. So and they're getting shows that are coming through and I'm passing shows to them when, when I could. But for the most part, they're getting skipped over a lot to go to Springfield, Illinois, which is like an hour and a half north from us and always has great shows. But it's because prevention is from there. Mm. And people know prevention and prevention tours a lot. So that's why people go there because of those connections. So like, I don't know, it was like this whole thing. People were all fucking salty about it and shit. And it just got like really weird. And I was like going to basketball games at the time and arguing with people in fucking Instagram DMs. You know, like, why do you think you can talk like this? I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's because I booked all of the shows for four years. You can suck my fucking dick if you don't like it. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I live far away now. I don't care about this. Like, I'm trying to watch this fucking basketball game. Like, quit fucking talking to me about this. It just got real weird. And it was funny because it was only older guys that got mad at me about that shit because older dudes back home have this weird territorial thing where their hardcore was fucking violent and fucking cool in 2005. And then I went away for 15 years for fucking whatever reason. But now that I'm back, everyone's a fucking wimp. And I'm going to start this band that sounds like shit and be fucking mean to people for no reason. And then wonder why nobody comes to see my shows. Those people were salty at me about it younger people are just like yeah man that makes complete sense people are fucking shitty that's why nobody goes to shows here so it's just like i don't know you can't make everybody happy but also like 
fucking, if you don't like what I said, fucking point first, man. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not going to come back there and book shows anymore. I don't like going back there because it's like, when I'm there, it's just like, oh, fuck. I remember all this shitty shit about it and how I defended a shitty place for so fucking long. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I got yelled at by old people that were always nice to me when they wanted to play my shows, but then once I moved away and I couldn't do anything for them, it was all of a sudden a problem. So, whatever. It is weird when people like try to be nice to you because they want something from you. I always hate that feeling. It's like, yeah, that okay. that happened when uh, when we booked when we played our last home show. We there was a, a slight chance a band was going to be asked to not play, and one of the dudes who fucking yelled at me about that podcast uh, hit us up and was like, "Hey, we'll play that show if if so and so gets kicked off." Just like, and then two months later was fucking they called me at me for for speaking the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. There was like a whole thing, like some dude was just mad about it and was like posting these like oddly passive aggressive things about me that I couldn't see because he was private and he didn't like tag me in him. So I messaged him. I was like, Hey, people keep sending me this. I think it's funny, but like, don't be weird. Like, don't make this like a thing. Cause I think I made a joke about going to a show that I didn't book there and watching one band and leaving mm-hmm. because it was, it was Joel's band. Joel's band split place. I love Joel. And would fucking take a bullet in the face for Joel. And it was, I was just making a joke. I, I said something like, there is no God. There is only Joel. Go watch Joel play guitar and then go home and think about what you saw. Don't watch anything else. And I guess they took this to be like this big fight. Well, the way you were talking about Red Bait, we just thought you were throwing shots. That's you completely did, different. Yeah. Cause you didn't even mention them at that time. No. Yeah. I was, I was just making jokes about Joel. And Joel was just like, yeah, I knew you were just doing it to embarrass me. Yeah, absolutely. It was funny. And then people just got off on their feelings about it. And kind of, no, it only lasted for like a day or two, but it was, mm-hmm. so, fucking, it was so fucking goofy. And it's like, I don't know. It made Cleveland look way fucking cooler after that, too. Just like, I'm never going back there. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy, especially when you tried for so long to, you know, uh, to help put it on. Uh, and things just weren't clicking and the scene just wasn't really realizing what they had, you know, with you for so long. It's, yeah, it's kind of whack. I, I wouldn't I mean, want to go back, you know? It's hard to like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of like all the cool, I got to do a lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. I got to book a lot of things. I got to do a lot of charity work that I don't think I would have been able to do in other places maybe, or I, I, I just liked doing good things with, with booking shows there. And every fucking time, every single time I did it, it was always met with some shit. We adopted a highway to like clean garbage. Mm-hmm. I was just about to ask uh, you about that because I, I saw your post like about the, that. I wanted to do that for years. Uh, me and Drew were booking together uh, under St. Louis Hardcore shows for a long time. And a lot of people got mad about that too because they're just like, well, it sounds like you guys are booking all the shows here. And it's, like, it's like this weird territorial thing where nobody can be happy for somebody else. Or nobody can be supportive of somebody else if it doesn't like directly benefit them or like make them feel fucking warm and gooey inside. I don't fucking know. It's annoying. So I branched off from, I moved away the first time, came back. He was booking with somebody else. Didn't really mesh that well. It was right around the time time of pressure was starting and me and Drew were kind of like, that's the first time me and Drew have ever like not been like on good and shit. I just was like not fucking with him, but we were still writing the time and pressure demo. Mm-hmm. We didn't practice for three hours. Wouldn't say a fucking word to him, but I was just like, listen, you suck, but we're starting this band. 
so I branched off and started doing um, Gateway City Hardcore by myself around that time. And then I was like, fuck it. If I'm doing this by myself, I don't have to like, you know, I, I just have a, I, I have a problem working well with other people sometimes when I think that I'm right. So when I was booking shows, I was like, you guys are fucking dumb. I know how to do this. Just let me do the thing. And they, they wanted to have it more collaborative. And like, I get that now. That's, you know, makes more sense sometimes for some people. Didn't for me. So I branched off and started doing the shows on my own. And adopting the highway was like one of the first things I did. I was just like, fuck it. I want to get this done. I've been wanting to do this for like three years. So I sent off all the paperwork and then the city was like, all right, cool. Like, here's your stretch. We'll install a sign. Once the sign is installed, that's when you can start. It took them over a year to install the sign. We're so just sitting there waiting. And then we finally got to do it. We did it the one time in August of 2019. And then we were supposed to do it a few more times after that, but like weather and time pressure was touring more and stuff like that. And then COVID hit and it just never happened again. But people shit on that idea. And like, I got a lot, I, I didn't get like a ton of shit for it, but I got enough to where it was kind of like, what's the fucking, like, what's the fuck is the point of like being mad about this? If you don't want to go clean the shit up, don't go. Yeah, it's like something that's in your own area. It's in your own area. I don't see like how that can be a bad thing for you wanting to, you know, donate money and help clean, you know, a certain stretch of your area. We don't donate money. The whole thing is crazy. This is the thing people, a lot of people didn't understand. A lot of people thought it was uh, paying the city money to clean the spot up or some shit like that. Are you fucking stupid? Have you never like seen how this works? Like, do you see city workers doing this shit? So if it's a major highway, you sponsor it. So if it's like a huge like fucking freeway, you sponsor that and then the city cleans that up. But if it's a highway, like what we did, like the adopt a highway, um, if it's an adoption, you go out there and you clean that shit up. The only thing that they supply is trash bags, reflective vests, and then they give you like a little trash poker thing to pick shit up. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, all right, cool, do this a few times a year, leave the bags um somewhere and then like report it on this app where they're at we'll come get them and then that'd be it and you get the you get the contract for like three or four years or some shit like that and is it about that time that the sign is gonna go away or is it still there it's still there uh someone sent me a picture of it not too long ago um i just thought it was like fucking cool i was like i want to do this because it's something i wanted to wanted to do for a long time i'm gonna throw a trash over there or this is boy scout shit i don't care about this is why I don't go to shows anymore. It's like, well, me picking up trash is why you don't go to shows anymore. I, that's great. So. Um, I'm not sure what happened to your mic, but it sounds like you're uh, way lower than you are right now. Oh, what about now? Okay, back to normal. Yeah, so I just got some shit about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because every so often the picture will resurface on, on like Twitter or something like that and it'll float around. And then it's always a bunch of people going like, this is cool. And then it's only people from St. Louis. I feel like, this is fucking stupid. The weird, old, salty people. That's crazy. Like, I talked to people from all over the country about how to set it up. Like, just get in contact with your department of transportation. Ask them their application process. Like, it's probably different for other states, but for Missouri, it was pretty easy, except for waiting some time. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was like, fuck it. I'll just take this. This is mine. I'll take it with me to, to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's a weird day. So people are always going to find like you know something like bad to say about something cool. Yeah, even like because 
over the course of years of booking out there, we've done like we did toy drives, we did canned food drives, we did fucking uh, coat drives one year, and I had my entire car like front, back, and trunk like stuff like junk that we took to uh, like a uh, shelter. So like just stuff like that, I, I always thought it was important to do, but I don't know. We always did the part like I from the very beginning when I started booking by myself, I I wanted to like really hone in on like the aspect because I always felt like that was missing there. I always heard stories when I was younger about like, oh yeah, there's like times before shows where people would meet up and go barbecue or like like kickball or some shit before shows. I don't feel that that's like a thing. So we started doing like the barbecue shows. I did a, a barbecue a free show. It was mainly all locals and it was pretty much just all crowdsourced food. Like it was like, yo, bring food. I'll bring grills from friends and we'll just fucking cook out and bands will play all day and I'll free. And those shows always did super well. I feel like every time they did, a wave of people would come in and like start to go to other shows. Same thing happened with like the Christmas show that I would do. We would do a toy drive and it was either you pay five bucks or you bring in a new toy and we would donate it to like some place. There worked at this place called the Women's Safe House for just like a battered women's shelter where like kids would also live there. So they were raising money to fill up like we'd always donate a bunch of money to them. And uh I don't know, I just always thought that like that community aspect and it sucks to see now that like that stuff not, now the shows are back. It was it was weird because everyone seemed to have like the big show when it came back. Mm-hmm. Like every seemed to have like the one show that had a shitload of people at it. And I, I don't I don't think that, that ever and it sucks to see like that, and it sucks to see like the the charity aspect of shows there. I don't know if anyone's taking over the Adopt the Highway or wants to do like, Nobody ever reached out to me. But I didn't know who to talk to. Like, kind of just whoever books is booking. It's all just kind of yeah. I. I, I, I do feel like, you know, when it comes to, like the whole community aspect, it is a little weird because you, you got to think you see so many of these people so often because, uh, you know, we're, we're going to shows all the time. But like even last night, because I was at a show last night uh, and, you know, I, I always say hi to the people that I know uh, and who I'm friends with, whatever. But then there's, there's always like a, a, a big group of people that I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Um, and like, there's some people that, that like, obviously like you, you start to recognize cause they're, they're like newer, but they start to, you know, come around so often they just become a familiar face. And I'm just like, damn man, I don't know anything about any of these people. It is a little weird that we're always in the same room, but we've never said a word to each other, which is fine. Like, I, I don't like, we you don't know, want to be friends with everybody, but like, it, it would be cool to have like a, like a tight knit community, but uh, I, I, I just feel like in certain places, um, especially out here, it's, it's a lot harder to do that just because there's so many people and like we get yeah. like, uh, we get like a lot of cross pollination because like, like obviously like Southern California is huge and like all like the, the major markets all, all cross over like, you know, in, into each other. So yeah, St. Louis is weird just because it's, it's a pretty small scene. Uh, it's always kind of been like that. There's, I, I can't remember times. I've, I mean, I, I moved there when I was 17. I it was like 2006, like end of 2006, 2007. And like, it, it hasn't ever really been a time where there's a shitload of people talking like, uh, shows. It would, it would help if hardcore shows mixed with like bigger metalcore shows. That would always help. Like when I booked, uh, Google Khan and Left Behind 
like the tour itself is going to bring in he was a medical promoter so he's like the, the tour package is going to bring in my people he's like we need to bring in your people he's like we'll just stock it up with with locals hardcore locals, and then we'll mesh it all together and it helped that kid there's a kid from that was named ethan who was 14 when he went to that show mm-hmm. and he just graduated high school like i met him that night and like he was super nice and like we, we talked to him a bunch and he was excited about hardcore and then he just graduated high school like recently fucking weird to think about that i met him when he was a freshman and he he started going to shows like because of that and everybody was really nice to him and uh yeah stuff like that mixing i think kind of helped but i absolutely know where i was going I think, Shout out to graduated. he is a child and that is fucked up they are a child that's fucked up yeah crazy to think about I was talking to some dude at work the other day. He was telling me how he graduated high school in 1995. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, where was I in 1995? I think I was like in elementary school, maybe middle school. It was weird. Yeah, he was fucking around with like toy dinosaurs and shit, man. I gra- what year did you graduate? I graduated in 08. Uh, 2006. So we're not that far apart. You're older than me? I am surprised to hear that too. I thought you were older I than me. Oh, you were older than me. Damn, that's crazy. It's your youthful glove. That's what it is. It's from talking to fucking hardcore nerds all the time. Probably. I I, I definitely do appreciate that. Yeah, but I, I get that all the time. Like whenever I tell people how old I really am, they're like, "Oh wow, we didn't think that." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I I, I appreciate that. That I don't look as old as I am." That's, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure ten years. Uh, Drew graduated. You're both old. Good old Drew. Okay. I'm curious to hear about your um, experience um, in Disneyland because, uh, you know, a while back. Dude, I fucking love California. I tried to hang out with you that whole time. <laughs> I felt bad because I had like a few people hit me up. And mm-hmm. like, I, when we, the day that we got there, I had maybe an hour and a half to myself. And I went to uh, uh, Radioactive Records, I think the name of it. Okay. Some punk shop. Uh, and I spent a fucking shitload of money on records there and then i didn't have like free time that i wasn't with my family after that pretty much it's like i know you, i talked to you and i talked to ben and i think i talked to jay too mm-hmm. uh and i was just like i can't get away because we we were at the park we went to both parks we spent a day at each one and then we went to we went and spent like a day down i was supposed to like try to meet up with Bert at some point i was supposed to knock his ass out but i uh and we did I'll get him with a roll, uh, like a stock full of quarters. Take my time and pressure royalty money and fucking bounce out. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's all good. I, I, uh, you know, I figured obviously, like, I, I knew you were with your family, but I, I just put it out there, like, hey, if you have time, we can meet up cool. If not, like, I, I, I totally understand. Oh my God. We're there. If we weren't in the actual park, we were either at the hotel for like a brief minute to like chill or we were like in downtown. I had Del Taco like five times. That's awesome. I'm I'm happy to hear that you enjoy Del Taco because there's like this weird crop of people who try to talk shit on it. I'm like Del Taco's not bad. Like, dude, dude. So the last the last time press show we we're in Oklahoma and I didn't know Oklahoma. St. Louis used to have Del Taco. They two of them. Mm-hmm. They closed fucking ten years ago. And just, so every time I get a chance to eat, I do. And someone in passing mentioned that there was a Del Taco, and I yelled. There's a Del Taco around here, and it's like, yeah, there's one like, there's like two now. There's one near you guys' hotel, and there's one like a mile away. And I yelled this out, and one of the dudes from uh, from Perfect World, mm-hmm. like across, the street, and yelled out, 
yo, there's a Del Taco here. <laughs> so he came over, and that's like how we met the Perfect World guys. Like we talked to them through the internet and shit like that. And like we talked about playing shows like a, a long time ago. It was like that's how we met. So our our shared love of Del Taco, and we, me and Drew and Joel, stayed behind while everyone else went to some bars, and we're just like, we're gonna take an Uber to that fucking Del Taco, and then we'll just head back to the hotel after you guys there. So we get there and get dropped off, not remembering that like lobbies closed early. Mm-hmm. We I, I was standing at the window, and the lady came out, and she's like, you just walked through the drive. So me and Drew, fucking stupid ass, walked, just walked through the drive-thru, got our food, and then waited for this other Uber to come pick us up. It was like freezing outside. It was wintertime down there. And uh, we had the most like unhinged Uber. But I had Del Taco in Oklahoma. So like, I love Del Taco. I had it so many times when we were in California. We had something else. I didn't have In-N-Out. I fucking hate In-N-Out. I don't know how you feel about In-N-Out. <laughs> I've never had a bad time at In and Out. I'm curious, why do you hate In and Out? Like, I, I get okay, dude. It's not that great. It's not that good. And you know what? Like, I'll die on that hill. And I hope, I hope that somebody that I know in California will message me. Hey, the taco is really good. Like, are you fucking sure about that? It's so we have a place out here called Steak and Shake. Very similar. It's just Steak and Shake palm trees. Interesting. I've never had Steak and Shake, so it's just you guys just nicer trees yeah and people people didn't realize that palm trees aren't even from california they're imported yeah see it's the fuck it it's all fake <laughs> yeah California is the dude. every time we go there we start looking at houses and shit and so like, we should move we should move here and then i look at what we could afford out there and i was like we should stay where we are at <laughs> we cannot live out there it is it's outrageous and i i know there's like other extensive places like in the states but yeah california is pretty bad we were looking i'm just like all right cool so we what we can get in ohio would buy us like a third of a trailer in the worst part of the state all right cool i'm good that, the discouraged guys are from up in oakland and they're just like yeah it's, fucking, it's, it's everywhere but like it's it's it seems really bad up there Mm-hmm. It's just like nice in that state. It's such a cool place. I love it there. It's so sick. And like my kids loved it. We like went to the beach and like hung out and just like did a bunch of like we went to uh, we spent the day in San Diego. Disneyland was fucking cool. That was my second time being there. And now we've officially hit all of the parks in the U.S. after that trip. I'm uh, curious about why did you want to go down to San Diego? Uh, my wife and I went there. She had a work conference there, uh, like three or four years ago, and I tagged along and just like spent the week bumming around. I went to a show at the K too. Uh, it was the Soul Power record show. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I, we just spent like a week there. And I was like, oh, Diego's cool. Like we've always said, if we can move one place, like that, that's where we. So like we we spent a week in San Diego for her work thing, and then we just drove. And spent like eight hours apart, or not drove, flew flew home from LAX. Yeah, yeah we just spent that. I had uh, pineapple. Up. Yeah, it's it's a good time down there. I, I had some friends who. Uh, toured out there recently and i saw them after their san diego date and, and one of my buddies was like 
I'm going to move there. And I was like, oh, dang, that's, that's crazy that you like it that much. Because like, I've, I've been there plenty of times throughout my life. It, and it's really nice. But I was just like very surprised to hear how like happy like my buddy was to have like got to experience San Diego for the first time. That's where Bert lives. That's where Dick Side Man lives. Uh, he was in Hawaii for like a few years and was more excited to go back to San Diego than stay in, stay in Hawaii. I feel like that's peaceful. Yeah, shout out to Bert. He um, uh, paid for my coffee when I was in San Diego last time. That motherfucker owes me like 75 bucks. You out here paying for coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I, have to that too. I heard you was fucking bribing Jamie to get, get, uh, get some of your bands on the podcast. I'm going to need that fucking that 75 bucks ad that I did. No, the, pay what you there was no bribes. Do you, you want to hear um, the funny interaction I had with him? And hopefully he doesn't hear this and get mad. He's not gonna listen to me talk for fucking however long it's been. Um, so we were in the coffee shop, and he was like, "He's like, you playing discouraged, right?" And like asking me. He thought you were Richard. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, sorry, I was like, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a roadie for uh, take it to heart. And he's like, all right, all right. And then like no joke, like two minutes later, he he comes up to me. He was like, hey, he's like, are you sure we didn't get drinks up north? And I'm just like, no, I'm like, I'm sorry. That, that definitely wasn't me. And he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was you. And I was just like, I was like, oh, it's, um, it's okay. But it definitely wasn't me. Um, it, it was just so like, I, I felt kind of awkward, but I was like, yeah, it wasn't me, but thanks for the coffee. I've never met Bert. I've, I've talked to Bert on the phone pretty regularly mm-hmm. for like, never met him. He was supposed to be at prom for, uh, last year, but he, he couldn't go last minute. Something that is house. Shit, I don't know. He's a guy. It's pretty interesting. Well, hopefully. Thought you were, that's funny. I wonder if he thought you were Richard. Yeah, I didn't ask who, who, who he thought I was, but I was, I, I was just like a mistaken identity. Yeah. I was just like, this is weird. Have you listened to that new Discourage record? No, I have not. It's so fun. Okay. It's the best thing. I'm not just saying that because I'm friends with them and I did the art for it, but like. It's good. It's more like a few times. I like how it started about their record, but it's really good. Okay, well, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Hold on. I, I gotta put it on my to-do list so I, I don't forget. Because I'll, I'll definitely forget. Yeah, there's a lot of music out there. Uh, it's just like hard to keep track of a lot of stuff. I think I follow your uh, playlist, the Hardcore Caviar one. Oh, thank you. I, I never, I, I like rarely talk about that, but uh, I, I appreciate that. It's actually going to get updated. Drew's kind of, he will, stuff will slip through and he won't see it. Because uh, I know for a while, me, him, and our friend Joel each have like uh, playlists where we just add new stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Like 20, 2022 playlists where we'll just add a new record and get to it eventually. Um, yeah, I, I know I do that with yours just because like, Sometimes you don't do an entire record, but rather just like play it on shuffle, especially on staring or shit. Yeah, there's this newer band from Sacramento uh, called Defective Chain. That's the band that I'm telling everybody about right now because I think they're fucking sick. There's a lot of cool stuff right now. Like, I like I started getting the Full of Hell recently for the first time. Oh wow! Never thought I would. Uh, I started listening whenever I listen to podcasts. If it's a band that I'm not familiar with. Uh, and the pot, like the interview is good, and like the person I'll usually go check out the band. And uh, I started listening to Jeremy Baldwin's podcast, the mm-hmm. first ever podcast. So if it's somebody like I got really into Full of Hell because I listened to 
like a weird way I've been trying to find new music lately. It's just listening to a bunch of podcasts with people that I'm not familiar with their music or don't care at all. And we'll uh, end up deep yeah, no, that's cool because you definitely, uh, depending on how the interview is, you can get like a different perspective on the music, which you know you probably would have never even known if you didn't check out that interview. I hope someone listened to an interview with me and or Drew and decided not to listen to our band because of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, this sounds cool, like something I'm really into, but like that guy Drew fucking sucks. So I don't want to listen to this. Or like, especially if like the one that you did with like, I hope that person like heard that, decided to never listen to us, and then told everyone that they know. I I don't know because I, I I you know give you guys high praise so I'm I'm sure a lot of people were curious but no I fucking put a stop to that. Uh, our monthly listeners are still pretty decent for a band that hasn't fucking been doing anything for a while. Mm-hmm. Ruin that ruin on this podcast today. I hope that shit won it. No, I think I think as well you'll be fine and then it's hard too because there's constantly new kids coming in and people who care about the history will do their research and stumble across your band and you know one way or another and then just be like damn whatever happened to this band and it'll just keep going and going fast for a few years and then we we ate shit hopefully yeah i don't know but it was cool while it lasted yeah, for the most part, it was great. We made cool friends out of it. Had some interesting uh, experiences. I think that's really all you can afford to be. It was just cool that people liked it. None of us expected anybody to like that band. So when people did, it was, I think, kind of So I, I always said this from like the beginning. I was like, our band is going to end without warning. It's just going to fucking happen. Given the people that are in this band, there's not going to be, we, I, I'm surprised that it ended the way it did because there was like playing to it. It wasn't just like, that was our last fucking show. Fuck yeah. It was like pretty planned as we were able to do like cool things with the last two. So if it, maybe Blake was right or maybe Blake's a bitch. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't play that extra show. But he immediately was like, can I text Jamie and tell him? It's like, no, it's not going to happen. Don't. I, I don't think there'd be anything. As long as you don't go out like Judge, you'll be fine. That's what I tell everybody at this point now. Really? Judge. I was not the second Judge. I didn't go to the first Judge read. I had tickets for it, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Went to for that year mm-hmm. just to see them. I've seen them once since then. At I saw them in Chicago, like a few, like two years later, and it was great. And I haven't seen them since. Like, yeah, and for the record, I like Judge. I have a judge rip that I did back here somewhere. It's like a Japanese judge shirt. Um, but I feel like they came back and it, it was like cool, but then it just like fizzles out really fast. And I felt like it's kind of like overstay their welcome. And maybe that's why they haven't really done stuff. Um, but they are a lot of bands. Um, but I feel like here's like, that's different, right? Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck about the we're not in this alone record. That record sucks. I know everyone has like their favorite Youth and Day record. It's either Break Down the Walls or We're Not in This Alone. If you pick We're Not in This Alone, you're incorrect. I know it's like an opinion, but it's not. That record is fine, but that record is also wimpy as shit. So mm. like, no. Yeah, well, I'm very- uh, people can have wrong opinions, <laughs> which uh, I, opinion. Yeah. It's just a wrong. It's like it's a fact as an incorrect statement 
break down the walls is better than we're not in this alone we're not in this alone has that song potential friends that's the weakest song i've ever heard in my life that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's which we could be friends but i'm weird that's the base of that whole song no you gotta go that's when he was doing fucking handstands and shit no yeah no i i, I definitely agree with you I'm not saying it's like I know everything, but I fucking know that. You know that for sure. <laughs> I think Drew likes we're not alone, which also like yeah, it says a lot about him. Like fucking whip, and it's a whippy record. But it's okay. Being our friends now again, cool. It's all it's partially been you. It all works out. Okay, and, and I want to get to that, but I'm just, just one quick thing. Uh, since you moved to uh, you know Cleveland, have you traveled to any of like the neighboring scenes from Cleveland? Fuck no, I hate going places. Now. I don't know what it is. I'm just like very like like content staying here. Uh, I had tickets to go see Toledo or to see Fiddlehead in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wildside was playing, which is like ninety percent of the reason I was going to go. And then Wildside dropped, but I sold that ticket. And- like I don't give a shit about this name. I probably would have done it regardless, but uh, no, I was I wanted to go to Pittsburgh recently to see the Chisel. Decided like two days before I was like, ah, I've got tickets to see Fucked Up in Columbus. Probably gonna something else too. I just like kind of don't really care to like go to shit right now. I don't know. I don't understand why, but yeah, I haven't really gone. Anywhere. I went to Detroit to play a show with Last Gas. Okay, and a shout out to the the chisel. They kind of came through, took the U.S. by storm, and just left. The record's good too. I, I bought that LP, and I've got both the seven. I, I used to have the seven inches, but yeah, I I like that band. I'm driving two hours to see them. Uh, it just doesn't. I'm losing my fucking core, man. That's what it is. I'm moving here. I bought a fucking grill, and now and I have a lawnmower, so I'm just fucking over it. So I sold records for the most part. I feel like it's because you you kind of get to kick back and you're not really in the trenches, uh, having to book the shows. I told somebody about that shit. I was just like, you know, I think it's I don't feel like I have to do these things because if I don't do it, no one else is going to. I'm fucking kicking it. I'm just like, oh, I'm definitely in my like 2018. Like, oh, they'll come around another time. I'll just go see them the next time. Shit, mm-hmm. knowing full well that that fucking might not happen. So I don't know, man. Fucking gone. No, I got trinkets and shit now, man. Selling all my records. I'm selling like most of my records now. Like I'm, I'm only saving stuff that like I did art for or that I played on. I sold all my all my seven inches to a a store here like last week, and I'm working on LPs. Okay, when you stop doing artwork for bands, when you stop giving back to the scene, I think that's when you give up your core. Because the fact that you're, you know, providing, uh, you know, your skills and doing these layouts and these flyers, you know, for bands and for these, uh, you know, companies, I, I think that still counts for a lot. All right, well, I'll fucking take. I, I imagine on the, I'll always do that. That's me up. I enjoy doing artwork. I mean, I'm going back to school. Uh, after the summer's over, so I'll get like a design job. Fucking up. Maybe I'll be fucking too artsy and too cool to work on the port dessert that. Oh no, you're gonna be like uh, what's his name, Mister Brainwash. Yeah, I'm gonna be a fucking geek and mow my yard and 
So you bought a grill. What have you cooked on that grill? Everything. Pork steaks, pork chops, chicken, steaks, hot dogs, hamburgers, all that. It's Memorial Day. I'm out here fucking supporting the troops. I'm going to call Dave later. Thank him for his Fucking, I don't know. What else? What else? What else do you do on Memorial Day? Want to go invade another country for oil or something? <laughs> I don't know. I that. Call him up. Who do you think I should do? For sure. Okay. And you, I guess we can finally get to to this whole uh, thing with Drew. Uh, when, when Drew was on the podcast last time, we, you know, I, I had him on to talk about the Batman, and really good. Yeah, the, the movie. But even if I don't fucking like him, I I can listen to him talk about Batman, and he's excited about shit like that. I knew, I knew I was gonna get fucking brought up at some. <laughs> Someone said to me, "Hey, Drew's saying a bunch of nice shit about you." I was like, "Was he cool? Fuck him." Yeah, and it, it, it was news to me, right? Because okay, um, so going way back, so Time and Pressure podcast, and then Drew was like, "Yeah, like thanks for always like supporting." And I just hope I don't fall into obscurity. And I told him, "Like, dude, just because Time and Pressure is over doesn't mean we're not going to be friends." Like, I actually like you as a person. Yeah, so he, I, I, I don't know if he honestly thought that I was just having him on just because he was in a band, but I was like, no, like I actually like, like, but I was just like, no, dude, like, uh, like, I like talking to you. So I was like, here, I was like, here's an idea, so you don't fall into obscurity. So I, I pitched him the idea. I was like, hey, I was like, I do these ongoing podcasts. You know, Tyler Inclination does all the MCU movies. Dan Schultz from Warren does the Disney Plus series. I was like, I don't have anybody for the DC shit, and this next one's going to be a good one. There's no way the Batman's going to fail. So, like, let's have you on when the Batman releases, and you and I can talk about it. And he was, like, super down. So, we, we had that in the books for a really long time. And once it came out, and I, I had him on the podcast, I had no idea that there was, you know, s- some issues b- between you two until he brought it up. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't bring it up because I knew there was issues. I, I, you know, brought you up because like I genuinely was curious, like, Oh, like, you know, like how's James. And then that's when he kind of let me know that there, you know, things weren't the, the, the you know, at the best. Yeah, man, it was like a one-sided beef. I don't really think he, he's, he's the fucking ass. Uh, we got into, like a little argument. It's, it wasn't that big of a deal. I took it more personally than I should have. Uh, and I was, I like sat on it for a bit. Cause I, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty prone to, uh, Acting quickly before thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna let this stew for a, a day or so, and if I'm still pissed about it, then like, whatever." Uh, and I was still pissed about it, so I was just like, "Fuck him." I live nine hours away. Fuck him. So we like weren't friends for a couple months, for like two months or so. I, I barely spoke to him. He apologized like a week or so later. Uh, by that point, I was like, ah, "Fuck him now." I'm getting shit about this, and then. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're good now. I think things are a lot cooler now, too. So it's just like, we, we talked a little bit about some shit, and then, yeah, it's all, it's all cool now. I'm going out there in July to hang out with him and, and Joel. For- so, so, how did you feel when you heard the podcast? Like, when you were hearing him say those nice things about you? I agree with everything he said, you know? I am great. <laughs> I am no, it made. I was like, ah, oh, preaching the fucking fire, bro. Like, I get it. No, it was. It was nice. Like, we don't really do that kind of thing where we like tell each other shit. Like, I used to tell my love him all the fucking time. I never fucking said it back. Mm-hmm. Did it? That was the basis of the whole thing crumbling. 
uh yeah things are great now we, we talk very often he's got like a, a girl that he 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 seems like really really into i'm super happy for him i think that's awesome you know what yeah. I, when when we did that podcast i was like all right i was like i because you know he went off said all those things about you and i was like all right like yeah, i'm gonna let him do his thing i'm not gonna try to interject myself so i didn't even reach out to you i was like shit yeah. I, I was like james is gonna hear this and he's probably gonna get mad at me uh for no, I don't get mad very easily i get annoyed <laughs> mm -hmm. very quick but i don't, I don't get me generally i yeah and, and even drew was kind of hesitant he's like he's like should we just leave that in and i was like yeah i was like i was like it's fine i was like what's the worst that's gonna happen he's gonna hate you even more like i was like i i think it'll do more good than harm and then yeah. like i said i didn't like i i didn't reach out to you and then i remember you'd hit me up uh like i was just like out of the blue you're like hey like you know you, you let me know that things were cool between you and drew and i was just like i i, I was pretty happy to hear that because since i've known you two you guys have been friends and I, that was always important to me to have you two on together to do those time and pressure podcasts because i i liked your guys's chemistry and i i knew that you guys had a good you know friendship so it, it was always cool for me to to have you guys on and when i had drew solo and to hear that stuff about um you know you two it actually bummed me out but i'm happy that you guys were able to you know make things work and you guys are cool again yeah uh, we've been friends for about 12 years now I think mm -hmm. so like, we've been friends a really long time, like longer than I've, I, when I don't like somebody, that's it. I don't fucking like that person ever again. Like a very quick, just like, all right, that person sucks. That person sucks for the rest of my life or theirs, probably theirs. Cause they're going to end sooner than mine. And then, yeah. So to when, when that whole thing happened, I think that was definitely one of those like, Oh shit. Like, so I guess we're not friends anymore forever now. So, Whatever, it's cool now. That's great. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. July is around the corner, and uh, you know things will just continue to to be good. Yeah, hopefully. I haven't seen him since we played that last show. I haven't seen Joel since then either. Joel, uh, another one of my best friends. So I'm I'm excited to see both of them. And I'm only going to be in St. Louis. I think I get there like Tuesday morning. I, I get there. No, I get there Monday morning. I get there the morning of July fourth. Uh, and I'm seeing Squint that night too. Squint's playing a show in Springfield, Illinois with Gum. Mm -hmm. uh, and prevent. So we're driving up to that. So I'll get to see Dave too. I think I'm going to see Travis. So we'll, we'll all hang out with each other. I'm only going to be there for like a, like two full days, I think. I told him, I was like, I don't fucking want to be here. I just want to go hang out with you guys, eat some very specific food that I can't get here, and then just fucking go home. For sure. I, I think it, I feel like those kind of trips are better. Uh, just kind of get in, do your thing, and then just go home. Because I, I feel like yeah. when, I, when I travel places and I linger for like longer than I want to, it just becomes really, really annoying. And I just like hate being where I'm at. And it's just like a waste of time and money. Yeah, I was going to stay for like four days. My mom still lives there. I haven't seen her since we moved either. And then I was just like, oh, I'm going to fucking be miserable after like day two. So I, like I, I get in on a Monday and I leave like Wednesday night. So I've got like a full day Tuesday, a full day or full day Monday, full day Tuesday, and then like half of a day. So like that's fucking perfect. Get me in, get me the fuck out. I don't have to come back here for like another year until we do our reunion. Yeah, you, you got to get them to come to you. You got to show them Cleveland. Drew says he wants to come up here, but it's like a nine-hour drive. And then flights are flights are expensive again. 
Yeah. I lucked out and found like a cheap flight back to those. I think my flight's like 200 bucks or something like that. And then like we were talking about flights for prom court. I was like, yeah, I was like, Aaron offered to fly me out because I've been doing the work for him. Um, cause I started looking at flights. I get like 400 fucking dollars. I'm not going to that shit. 400 bucks? Nah. Yeah, no, th- things are getting expensive. And like, you know, I-, I was at that show last night and friends from New York have to fly home and <laughs> their flights got canceled and they had to rebook. So they're having to stay in California a couple of days longer than they had planned to. And I'm like, damn, that's annoying. Like, that sucks, but it's also like, that's cool. Like, if you're going to get fucking stuck somewhere, like, at least you're stuck somewhere cool and not somewhere like Montana. Mm. Yeah, and, and at least they're with each other too, because it could it'd be worse if you were traveling alone. No, that's worse. Oh, you think That's so? Worse. Oh my god! If I was stuck with my band, oh my god, <laughs> I'd start walking. I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. I'll see y'all later. Like, all right, catch you guys. I've always told them that. I was like, yo, if our band, if our band ever broke down, and y'all are like starting to get that GoFundMe going to like fix this bitch, I'm gonna get on a plane and just go home. <laughs> like, I'll see y'all when I see you. Yeah, that's really fair. Um, okay. Well, damn. James, this has been awesome. I'm happy to have been able to, you know, have this conversation with you. It's it's cool to know that you're doing well, um, you know, after the move. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're happy and you're still active in the scene and you're enjoying the Cleveland scene out there because I know that they have, uh, you know, s- some awesome shit going on. Like I'm a huge fan of Live It Down. Uh, Slug is cool, so I'm I'm just happy that you picked somewhere and you actually enjoy it and don't regret it. Oh yeah, dude. Cleveland fucking rules. Everyone here fucking rules. Uh, all the bands are cool. Everyone's nice, and they've got fucking pierogies, which are which are cool. So shout out Cleveland. I live in the Ukrainian village, so there's like a shitload of like Ukrainian flags and like bakeries and shit around here. All right. Well, um, before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? All right. I don't think so. Actually. For the first time ever, I don't have any shit to talk about anybody. It's crazy. Wow. You know, the Ohio water fucking changing me. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in uh, and we'll, we'll be back soon. Goodbye. <laughs>